Ryan, are you watching The Last Dance? No, I have already watched The Last Dance in its entirety twice. Love it. Really? I yeah, figured it was. You don't? Oh, I, no, I've, I'm, I'm watching it now. I haven't finished it. You don't it. get it. Too complex for you. <laughs> Brittany and I are loving it. It's so good. This so is, of good. course, and we were talking about this, like everyone's calling this the MJ documentary. It's a documentary about the 1998 bull season, right? Right. I guess 97 to 98. It's a uh, sequel to Save the Last Dance with <laughs> Julia Stiles. The Bulls attempting in the 90s to get their second three-peat. Right. Right? 91, 92, 93. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Was it 93? It's six. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> was it one, two, three, and then 96, 97, 98? Am I getting those right? Sounds just like, like Rain Man trying to <laughs> recite NBA statistics. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the years that the Bulls, anyway. So they're trying to get their second three. They feet. win uh, 91 2 3. Jordan takes off four, Got comes it. back for five, but they lose. And then they win six, seven, eight. That's right. And the sh- documentary is being filmed during 98. Yeah. For the most part. For, there, there's something about my childhood that's like completely coming up with this documentary. Like everything, because I mean, we all knew Rodman, Pippen, and Jordan, right? Like, and right. my cousin was like the biggest, I was a Rockets fan, right? So, but even seeing like Charles Barkley and some of these scenes is like bringing back the yeah. Rockets for me. And I mean, it's just, this documentary is just, it's so good. It's so good. It's like, I can't believe we've had to wait this long to get like a good Jordan doc, right? Yeah. Without going down a rabbit hole, I think he he technically had the rights to the footage. So mm-hmm. for the last like twenty two years, it's he's kind been of he's it. he's been sitting on it. And then um, I'm not sure why, but now's the time for I love it. a release. Um, Ryan, if you could guess the IMDb of Ooh. the Last Dance, this is an ESPN ten part film documentary. About the 97, 98 Bulls, what would you guess the user score of on IMDb is? I'm, I'm going to give you a hint here because I know you're not. You're 96% more, certified fresh Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I know you're a Rotten Tomatoes guy. I know you're a Rotten Tomatoes guy. <laughs> TV is inflated on IMDb mm. compared to movies, which okay. you probably know. I would say, is it a 9.1? It is a 9.3. Wow. But you just want a point for that because you and okay. I are officially playing the IMDb game. <laughs> have you and i played this game before i think we've played a time or two played a call, time or two to the listeners colin and i used to very heavily diverge on rt versus imdb mm-hmm. i think we're rt we have of course some, being rotten tomatoes three three point yeah, one four feeding of course we have a we have a ceasefire now but we at the very <laughs> minimum we we disagree it's a stalemate um yeah. imdb game this is a game i came up with with my family i wait, I'm, this is a game my family came up with i my brothers get a lot of credit particularly ken the game is because we we love movies right and when we were younger like rotten tomatoes wasn't really a thing it was more of imdb like the internet movie database this is where you could go like when the internet was was really coming out like i remember going to see like what actor, like if I saw an actor, I, you know, was like, like Anaconda, like, oh, who's, who's the guy with the blonde right. hair? Who's like the surfer guy? Who's kind of funny. You go on IMDb, you see it's Owen Wilson. Right? Yeah. Trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Random like, trivia. Unconfirmed trivia. Yeah. 
then they start doing these user scores where like users can rate and you can make an account. I've had an account with I have an account with IMDb that's so old it's with an email address, a yahoo.com email address I no longer wow. have access to. Wow. I've been with them like 15 years and I've written like a ton of reviews. I, you know, it's like my entire watch list is on there. Every movie I've seen is on there. I'm like a hardcore IMDb fan. Give the app. I have the, oh yeah, everything. Easy. And then they introduced the meta score, which is like critics can now weigh in. And so it's like the system that I'm, we've become incredibly familiar with through this game, which this is how you play. Uh, so let's play real quick, Ryan. For, first, first, uh, uh, First to two points goes. All right, so I'm going to throw out a movie for you. You you guess the IMDb score. Uh, you have no idea what I'm going to say. I'm going to throw out. I'm going to throw out old school. Well, Farrell. Oh, this is tricky because that's a comedy. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know IMDb. I, this isn't what I think it should be, but I'll guess like a, a seven point two. Right, I hope I'll, it's higher. It's a great film. Seven one. That's great. Wow. So you have plus or minus 0.3. Okay. Get you a point. So you just want a point. All right. Throw throw out one for me and I'm not going to look at it. Uh, Good Will Hunting. Ooh, great movie. Good Will Hunting. It's not your fault, Will. Will. Man, this is is an interesting one. All right. Gus Van Zandt directing. We got some Oscars. Robin Williams won an Oscar for this. Yeah, he did. Damon and uh, Affleck won an Oscar for the screenplay in their 20s. I'm going to guess like an 8-0 even. Wow, Gosh, I could okay. be wrong about this. I hope that's it's actually kind of a kind of a good one. Uh, a good one. Let's see. Goodwill Hunting, eight point three. Okay, so, so you I guess eight within three. Yeah, okay. so I w- I would get a point. So, so that's kind of how it works, right? We each okay. have one point. We go for we go forth. So this was a game like we grew up playing in my family, particularly with like me and Ken. Like we would play this a lot. So when I get to seminary, um, I meet this guy um, who is i'm trying to remember his name's josh i'm trying to remember how josh and i became friends it was like first day orientation or something um his wife was in my what we called like our spiritual formation group and she's like oh you got to meet my husband you know he's he's really i think we're talking about music or something he's really into wilco like wilco came up early and uh we start talking and he's like oh i just got this set of like golf clubs and i'm like trying to learn how to play golf like do you want to go to the range and i was like oh great like absolutely i do so we go to the you know the duke golf course i'm just in the parking lot of my car watching you two <laughs> jealous binoculars <laughs> <laughs> like like a newspaper and a hoagie you take a bite out of the hoagie the, the meat falls out on you. puts on josh puts josh my people to kill list <laughs> So Josh and I become like really good friends really quick in seminary. Great. <laughs> Josh Sorry. Is, I, I, I met Josh. I, I actually would definitely be best friends with him. He's, so he's quickly. a great dude. He's one of those guys that is good at everything. And good looking and tall. He's tall. He's very good looking. He's, yeah. he's quick. He's very smart. Like one of the smartest yeah. guys I know. Um, of course, like you go into his house and I'm like, you're immediately trying to think of like, all right, what do I have on this guy? Like, what am I better at? And you're like, <laughs> you're like trying to hone in on something, right? He's like, you realize he has a guitar, starts playing songs. He's better at the guitar than you. You know, he's singing songs. He's got a beautiful voice of a damn angel. You and- find out he wears contacts. You're like, ah, <laughs> inferior vision. Yeah. What a loser. So I, so I mentioned, I mentioned about golf. Uh, this guy like had just gotten a set of clubs from his dad, like hand-me-down clubs in 2013, we started seminary. I've been playing golf my whole life. I've been average, if not worse than average, my whole life. 
this guy plays golf for a year. He's like destroying me. Um, I mean, he's just one of those guys, just naturally athletic, naturally talented, naturally beautiful. He's just a, just a, just a all around hell of a guy. And he, I remember I played, for instance, racquetball with him one time. He's like, let's go play racquetball. And I knew like, this isn't going to be fun. Like I'm going to get destroyed. Like, I think I ended up just throwing up on the court. <laughs> like this, <laughs> this guy's just like, it was like the along came Polly racquetball. Phil, I was just going to say PSH. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we start playing. But there's there's always one thing I have, right? And it's the film knowledge. It's like with any friendship I have, like I'm the guy that knows about movies, with the exception maybe of Ryan Shaver. Ken Bear knows a lot about movies. My old yeah. brother knows about movies. Um but but that's like the one thing I have. So of course I find out Josh is really <laughs> just in- caressing your app. <laughs> I, I always have IMDB. <laughs> my, yes. My DVD collection, my my original true friend. Um so we start playing. I introduce him to the IMDb game because I'm thinking this is something that I have on him, right? This is like the mm-hmm. one thing um, that I can beat him at. And we start playing this game in seminary and we get really into it, right? Um, so into it. I remember one time we were playing this game and he, what did he throw out for me? He threw out, he threw out like a low ball. Like it was just like a dirty like a really hard movie to guess. And so I threw out The Guardian. You remember this movie? Ashton Kutcher, Kevin Costner. Ryan, give me the IMDb on The Guardian right now. User score. They're like rescue scuba divers or something, right? (laughs) That's that's it, yeah. That's it. Coast Guard. Uh, 6'4". 6'9". That's a good guess, Ah. though. That was a really good guess. So I never saw it, so I actually don't know how good it is. (laughs) Oh, that's even more impressive. So no points awarded, and may God have mercy on your soul. (laughs) So So, the puppy who lost his way. So this guy throws. I you know I throw out the guardian, thinking it's going to destroy him. He nail he nails it, spot on. Ends up winning the game and stands up. I forget where we were. It's a public place. Stands up and lifts up his hands like chanting and screams, "I am the guardian." guardian. (laughs) And like to this day, he's in my phone as the guardian. Like oh, that's, that's awesome. his, that's his nickname. Like it just became his nickname and he did this. He calls me bearzilla. Like, you know, it's my lot bear, you know, bear man. Sometimes they'll call me bear man, but a lot of times he calls me bearzilla because he once threw out Godzilla okay. for me as a movie to guess. I'm not talking about a Godzilla that anyone knows about or like, you know, in the classic film world, I'm talking about the 1998 Matthew Broderick <laughs> Godzilla didn't even know that existed. I threw out I threw out five three. I think it was a five four. Nailed it. Got a point one the game. And so to this day he calls me Bearzilla. So nice. we've like this game has, has been an integral part to our friendship. And it's one of those things where we like always have gone back. It's like the, really the only thing I can compete with Josh in, right? Like he's just better. He's just one of those ones that's just better at you than everything. So you kind of just like you get like one thing and you get super. He's from Michigan. I'm from Texas. You know, there's that like kind of you got that type of masculinity from both of these yeah. places kind of going at each other. And, and it really like manifests itself in this like stupid movie game. Right. The IMDb game. So Josh and I are we're recently traveling me, Brittany, Josh and Laura. We're on this trip. We're at the beach and we start playing this game. And it's like, we're playing it throughout the week that we're there. And it's like towards the end of the trip and like things are getting a little bit, you know, more heated with it. We start having 
we start like kind of twisting the rules of this game. And like over the years, we've kind of developed it. So now if you hit the score, so it's still plus or minus three points, user score only. But now we have two lifelines within each round. One of them okay. is you can ask for the meta score of one film. If you're having trouble thinking of it, you can say, what's the meta score, which is the critic score. And then your opponent will, will look it up and give it to you. Yeah, um, that's that's one. You can also phone a friend now. So if anyone is in the room with you, you can ask them what they think the rating is. Okay. <laughs> Which like sometimes is great because like you ask your wife, hey, what's the rating of 1998 Godzilla? You have no idea. You know, it's like so then you're like, have you seen this movie? What do you remember about? It? You're like trying to get any yeah. sort. Of, you can basically have a conversation with someone in the room about it who doesn't have access to IMDb in that moment. So it, which makes it more fun because sometimes it yeah. ends up just hurting you more than it helps you. Um, and then if you hit the if you nail the rating exactly now you get two points. That makes sense. Okay. So we play first to five now. On this trip, we're playing first to five, first to five points, and um, it's it's like four to three. He's I've won four games. No, at this point, I've won three games. He's won three games. It's three to three. So this is the tiebreaker. I forget what movie he throws out to me. I think it was Happy Gilmore. Like he tried to, he tried to get me on like one that I knew, but also it's a comedy, which means it's going to yeah. be lower. And then, you know, this is a movie where the user score is going to be a lot higher than the meta score that like, this is not a critic's film. This is a, you know, a user's film. Right. I think it's a six, nine, I guess it right on. I know. And, and at this point in the game, you know, I think it's three to three and then the overall match of the week he's won three games i've won three games and so it immediately advances me two points and i win the game and i close out i close out the week four to three and like all throughout this week that where i'm beating josh again this is the friend that's better than you and everything so you got to just rake him over the coals when you're winning right sure i'd been referring to him and this like now that the last dance is out it makes it even better I'd been referring to him as Scotty Pippen the whole week. <laughs> I actually forgot you brought up the last dance. Yeah, uh, yeah. This makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> so I kept calling him Pippen and I would like joke like, hey man, every Jordan needs a Pippen <laughs> and I just need you to get me the rock. Like, and, and like, now that I've, now that I've seen the last dance and that he's seen it, it makes it so much funnier Yeah, because, uh, you know, Pippins was vastly underpaid, you find out, right? He's like the yeah. second highest rated player in the NBA, and he's like, what, 126 paid or something? It's just ridiculous. So, yeah. And I could tell he's like getting kind of annoyed with it, you know? And then when I, like, <laughs> and then when I, when I just slam dunked like Happy Gilmore dead on two points, it was like, I could tell it like kind of broke his morale a little bit. Hmm. And he was, and of course, it's like towards the end of the trip. So I refused to play another game with him because I just won a tiebreaker and we're just going to yeah. leave it there. So we leave this trip, um, Brittany and I, and I'm up four to three. So I get home and I'm like, I'm just still like just relishing this moment. Like it was the highlight of the trip that like I beat Josh in the IMDb game. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how can I further remind him of the victory? as my Scotty Pippen. <laughs> and I don't want to get, I mean, Scotty Pippen's a great player. He was like one of my favorite players. I mean, like he's a great guy. I think he's awesome. He's incredible. You think about the bulls. You think Jordan Pippen Rodman, of course, right. everyone thinks Jordan, but you, there's these two other guys who are like doing some major work here. It's a trifecta. Right. So I've, I start Googling around, like how can I mess with Josh even further? 
and I find this shirt. So I'm looking at, I'm like, I had this like Jordan Pippen joke going. I'm like, what, what is there? I find this shirt. It looks like I made this shirt. It's so good. I find it on eBay, <laughs> the electronic bay. And it's, it says Jordan Pippen 96, <laughs> like a political shirt. Like you're going to vote for Jordan. Oh, Pippen. Yeah. yeah. So like Jordan Pippen for office 96, but it's like Jordan and Pippen. I mean, it's just perfect. So I buy this shirt. It's like 20 bucks. I buy okay. this shirt. Authentic ha- from 96. Like it's been <laughs> sweating for decades. I, I was thinking about getting him like a Jersey. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking about like, what can I, the jer- you know, you get a Pippen jersey. It's like $80. You're out 80 bucks. So I'm like, well, we got to keep this fiscally responsible. Absolutely. And I buy this shirt. I ship it to him. And as the recipient, I write in, you know, his address, but instead of the guardian or Josh, I, I write, uh, (laughs) I write Scotty parentheses four to three Pippin (laughs) as the recipient. And of course the return address is my address with Michael Jordan. (laughs) So he gets, so he gets to sing in the mail like a week later, it shows up and I'm just waiting like day to day. And then, of course, he like sends me a picture, you know, holding the shirt up. Like, I can't believe yeah. you did this. This is ridiculous. And uh, yeah, man, <laughs> that's my that's my story of the of the last time I I pranked a friend and uh, had just a pretty serious IMDb victory over him and had to had to remind him of it. How much time elapsed between the IMDb game and then this? Because I can't remember anything. That I mean, my first thought is great memory on the burn. <laughs> I feel like it was one of those burns where like it just kind of kept it just kept going. It was like just simmering on the back burner throughout the week. Yeah. Like I'd throw it out like, yo, Pippin, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> give me give me the rock, you know, <laughs> or what you know, like whatever you'd be cooking breakfast, you throw it out, you'd be you know, you'd throw something in the trash, you'd yell Jordan, it would remind him, he'd flinch. Um so yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was definitely a slow burn joke. I had it on the crock pot all week. <laughs> so I yeah it was the day I got home I ordered it okay you got to throw a pic of this up on the IG listeners <laughs> if you want to see the shirt head to IG uh, at some point because I want to see this too <laughs> it was one of those jokes too where like it does I mean it showed up a week later or six days later to his house so yeah. I think his like general response was like you're a psychopath that you would like, <laughs> that you would go and like buy this shirt and order it to my house of yeah. course this is like you know, how I show love is just by like railing on friends and like, you know, this is, this is like what you do when you have brothers. It's like you kick them while they're down and it shows you that you love them. Shows them that you you love them. I once saw a (laughs) meme. It said like being in a relationship is basically just roasting someone constantly and then telling them (laughs) you love them. And you could probably expand that to like siblings, best buds, Beyond just, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends. Uh, you know what, it's though, so but I'll, true. <laughs> I'll throw another meme in that I saw. It's like every girl wants to, uh, wants to, <laughs> what is it? Like every girl wants, wants to date a really funny guy until he starts roasting them. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's so true. Cause like there's definitely been times when the roast, you turn the, you turn the roast towards the uh, significant other and it just goes wrong. Yeah. You choose the wrong moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those recently. You just laugh publicly at them in front of everyone and it backfires. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um, have you ever had a, a, a prank gone wrong? Oh my God. Yeah. Just for sure. Like 
like so actually this is so many because your friend josh or was it johnny actually i remember seeing a a a video of them waiting in the dark maybe it's both of them they're hiding in the dark yeah and they're waiting to scare you (laughs) yeah i was in the bathroom yeah, yeah, and they they catch the scare on tape, and um, oh, it's brutal. There's some words said on the video. <laughs> and for some reason, I have a copy of it. Maybe you sent it to me. Oh god! And it's I've shown <laughs> countless people that do not know you because the video is so funny. The words are choice. Yeah, you're just watching someone get scared. It's like the highest form of pleasure. Oh uh, yeah, it's yeah. Well, and that, I mean so that yeah, that's the story of uh how Josh went from being the guardian to Scotty Pippen in my phone. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, oh man. And now that I'm what? watching the last dance, it's like it's just marinating in this crockpot in a new way. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you watch the last dance, you'll see that Scotty Pippen's probably the more likable of the two. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like has the the humbler beginnings. Oh, for just sure. Just like yeah. overcomes more. He's like MJ as a total deserving. God complex. Yeah, he's underpaid. He's humble. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> you're like, no, I want. I'm Pippen now. Yeah, yeah, I want to be Pippen. I want to be underpaid. Yeah. Why? Why do we? I don't want to get too rogue in here or too deep, but do it. It is probably interesting, worth asking. Why do we? roast people why do we <laughs> yeah make fun of the the people that we love um and why do they stay with us throughout like, why, <laughs> on paper this should be the cause of so much division and yet uh it, it brings us closer together and i can't quite figure out why yeah that's a great that's a great question i think i think there's definitely times when I've, we've all experienced a roast gone too far right oh where, yeah where your just feelings are legitimately hurt uh, we, we've, we've all been, we've all been there, but for me, when I experience friends and Brittany and I had this conversation recently about, you know, she, she had roasted me on something and it was, it was such a intense roast, but it was like, it, it just, for me, it just, I couldn't help but laugh cause it was such a good burn mm. and it was just kind of like, only she like knows me well enough to like name that insecurity and to make fun of it. And I don't know, for me, like there's something that happens with comedy. That's it's just like a dismantling almost like things like kind of lose their power when you can laugh about something instead of cry about something. Of course, like there are things you just can't laugh about that are just brutal. Right. But yeah, for me, it's like, I don't know. It is like kind of a, of like a like twisted love language of like, I'm, if I love you, I'm going to roast you. And it's genuinely not, I want to hurt your feelings. It's, I don't know. Maybe there's something like for me, like in in having experienced it, I really value friends who can like name things like that. And like that they see in me where I'm like, I don't know, like, you you know, your head gets too big and your friend like jokes you and it just kind of like brings you back to earth, keeps you humble, I guess maybe. Yeah. I was literally just thinking about the word humility and how it's it's roasting someone is like almost like forcing them to check their barometer of humility yeah. and almost how because inevitably you're right the, the, the roast gone wrong is actually kind of just like a stab at your ego mm-hmm. and man there's I keep I'm thinking of this uh the first time my band ever went to a recording studio uh, I was so, I think we were all nervous, but I was pretty nervous. 
I can say. Oh, for I, sure. I remember the story. It just clicked. Yeah, <laughs> I had trouble. It's it's you can play the drums, and then you have to play drums on a metronome when you're in the studio, and it's it's difficult to play along to a metronome anyway because it's like this very automaton activity. But it's even harder to do it at a studio because of all the the um, choreography around you, the ceremony. And then you have like seven people on the other side of a double-sided window, like literally like a, a cop in an yeah. investigation room <laughs> yeah, staring yeah. at you, yeah, paying attention to every hit on a yeah. hi-hat or a snare. It's, it's incredibly nerve-wracking. And so I had a little troubles thing on the, net, on the metronome the first time. And then later on in that session, we were listening back to all the, uh, <laughs> the tracks we had done and the producer or the engineer uh, he's like, yeah, there's some subtle tempo changes here. And like, he was, he was trying to be uh, diplomatic yeah. and we all just burst out laughing. <laughs> and so for the literal yeah. two and a half years since that time, not like a band practice goes by where I don't hear the phrase subtle tempo changes. Um, <laughs> even though we've been to the recording studio and I've hit the metronome since that time, it just doesn't yeah. matter. But I hate it because it's like, oh, I'll never live it down. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of love it because it's like a, a, a like a police check on a highway. It's like it's a forced chance for me to see: Am I taking myself too seriously? Yep. Um, am I self aware? Can I laugh at myself <laughs> and my flaws? Um, yeah. I don't want to read too much into it, but maybe that's what it serves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's definitely like the type of humor that we're like. I mean, it, it is is naming, right? It's truth telling, but it does it in a way that is hearable. I think, like, yeah. there are some humor that I've had that's just gone way too fast, way too far, you know, and it and it just blows back on you. But there, there is like a there can be a subtlety to it to where, like, instead of saying like, you know, hey Ryan, you're way out of time, like that's going to hurt your feelings, right? You can yeah, say yeah. there's a lot of subtle time changes here, you know, and like <laughs> it's the pretty avant garde, yeah. Then like we're all going to laugh. You're, may, I guess, at, at times it can be more passive, I guess, than just you know. Sometimes that you prefer someone who's aggressive than passive aggressive. Um, but in my experience with humor, yeah, it, it has this like it just like has this dismantling kind of property where like hmm. it pulls someone's guard down. You're not really like hurting their feelings as much as like then then they're laughing and then other people are laughing and again of course I don't know it's an art it really is an art form and um yeah the roast is an art form for sure and I mean growing up with brothers like and I really had to learn I really had to take years of like just intense therapy. No I'm kidding but I'm kidding <laughs> but I'm not um of like yeah, like that's not how normal, that's not how people communicate love, like yeah. on the whole. And like for me, that was like you just roast your brothers so hard. Like the the roast I've gotten from my brothers, like how, like I still remember and, you know, they cut so deep because because they know you, right? Like they know you so well. There's something about intimacy too, I think, behind a roast of like to truly roast someone, you have to truly know them. And so I yeah. think that there's something like really beautiful about that. Um, but yeah, for me, it was like an unlearning of like, oh, like pe most people don't like getting roasted and right. you have to know them actually incredibly well to, to kind of have the privilege of doing that. So yeah, <laughs> that's a good question though. That's good. There's something for me. I, I love it. I love when people roast me. It's, it's, the, it's the best. Yeah. I think I actually learned that 
muscles just going to dinner with your family um just seeing the i mean the three brothers and the dad and then mm-hmm. the mom who's just so lovely and, and it's just like the best person ever amidst this like yeah, war zone. Uh, gladiator, <laughs> just Greco Roman, just toxic masculinity, being lions just, yeah. eating tigers. Um, I, I, the first time I walked in, it, it felt like, it felt like I was like a deer that was about to get <laughs> devoured by yeah, like a, a an army Fresh of meat. slaves yeah. in the Roman empire. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But then, uh, I don't know if I could ever hang properly, but I, I certainly worked that muscle a little more. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I just realized how much I loved it because humility has to be the most attractive trait in a friend, in in a life companion. It's like when you find people who can laugh at themselves, they teach you to laugh at yourself. Um, it, it just always points back to this this thread that I wish I could, I could ruminate on and be more aware of literally every moment of my life. And it's like, try not to take everything so seriously. There's obviously Mm -hmm. points in life where we need to be somber. We, we do need to be serious, but nine times out of 10, when we're frustrated, it's the result of us taking ourselves or a situation too seriously. And in a week, we're not going to remember it anyway. So it's like almost like pranking, is just like this illumination um, <laughs> on on everything that that I wish I could keep in mind more often. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, beautiful. absolutely. My this isn't necessarily a roast, but my wife and I have this um, spider that looks like a tarantula. It's like a plastic little spider, and we just we've just gotten in the habit of hiding it in each other's stuff. That's so and, terrifying. And, and for me, it's like every single time I see it, like it it gets me every time. Like yeah. you'll be brushing your teeth and you like open up, you know, the cabinet and it's there. And it like has like a little piece of like, like, um, sticky on it. You can like stick it on things. And like, I got her recently, I threw it in her gym bag and got her pretty bad. <laughs> I've thrown it in like in a shoe. You like put your foot in, there's something in there and the spider, you know, pops out. So it's the dumbest thing, but it's been like a year now. And we literally just like, you'll hide it and you'll like, you know, you'll hide it too, too good. So it takes like a month. <laughs> it's like You hear the scream and you're like, yes, I got it. And then, you know, as soon as the scream happens, like it's coming for you now, like she's already hit it. <laughs> and so you're, I don't know. It's just become this like stupid thing of like, you know, you're mad or you're in a fight or something. And then like you find the tarantula and you both kind of start laughing. There's something very, uh, yeah. You like keeps, keeps you humble. Yeah. Chelsea and I have rules for when you cannot scare the other person. For <laughs> example, like after eating, like the stomach is full. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you want to respect the digestive process. We have like <laughs> seven or eight times that we know scaring is off limits. And I've, I've, I've definitely broken those a few times and, and that's when you know things have gotten bad. Yeah. I'm losing but. it because I'm remembering a time that I scared you and Andrew when we were living together. We just scared each other all the time. Dude. And there was one where I got y'all and I I'm wondering if this is where you instated this rule with Chelsea, like you, this rule with Chelsea is like after I got you this time, it seemed to like really damage y'all. Um, I, lo- <laughs> I locked myself out of my room. You remember this? <laughs> oh, refresh my man. Right, so we're living in our apartment. Every time I was home alone, every time y'all come in, you like, you know, you're like, yo, what's up? You'd like come and like bang on my door. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get, put some music on in my room. I'm going to lock myself out of my room. So it, Sounds like I'm studying or something, or I'm in the zone, and didn't even think about how I was going to get back into my room. And I and I hid like on the other side of the couch, 
And so you guys went to like Whataburger or something to get food. You and Andrew come back right, just right on cue. You go straight to my door and you're like, yo, Colin, you're like banging on my door, you know, let us in. The door's locked. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, he's studying in there. And you're like trying, you're like, okay, maybe we should leave him alone. Sounds like he's got music on. Maybe he's in the zone. So you come and you like sit down in front of the TV. You start eating dinner. You're eating your Whataburger and I'm, I'm inches from y'all. Right. And it's like, I just let it sit. I think for like five or 10 minutes. And then I just, I just popped out with the intensity of a thousand suns. And I will never forget you just bolting towards the door, just abandoning, just immediately abandoning. Kill him. (laughs) Immediately abandoning Andrew. (laughs) I think you like kicked him to the ground. Take him. It was one of the best because you guys, you guys got me so many times in that apartment. You would hide above the washer and dryer. You'd hide in the AC. I don't know. Andrew would always hide in that little HVAC space that I could get (laughs) into and would get me every time. So it was just, it was just pure retribution and it felt great. That's so good. Uh, (laughs) Dude, uh, as, as we kind of wind down, I'm, I'm, I haven't thought of this memory in forever. Um, It really is only brought out for some reason in this conversation my sophomore year of college, my computer bit the dust. I poured, I was like, oh, classic, dude, I thought about this the other day. Classic <laughs> mistake. I had a glass of water next yep. to my computer and I spilt it. And so I had this computer <laughs> that I needed to throw away. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have a, this is a perfectly good yeah. physical computer. It's it was like, it was a MacBook, right? Yeah. It was like a, a 2009 MacBook. Yeah. Like, rel- um, like relatively. I mean, like they were getting more and more prevalent around this time. Like, not everyone had one, right? Yeah, but it was it was like kind of a maybe, treat to have one. Yeah, it was like maybe thirty percent of the college kids in your dorm had yeah, one, which makes the the story funnier. I think wasn't yeah, it wasn't ubiquitous. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I was like, hmm, it feels like a shame just to like throw this away or put it in the recycling. Yeah, the body's in great shape; it just doesn't work. Looks perfectly good. Yeah. So instead, <laughs> instead, and this is all. This is also just a testament to how little I had to do um, <laughs> at this point in my life. I would walk up and down the stairs of my dorm. Like, What college are you at at this point? Remind us. I'm at Villanova. Yeah, you're at Villanova. That's right. And I'm in a, I'm in a co-ed dorm, so there's, there's <laughs> boys and girls in this stairwell. Yeah. And I would like pretend to be on, like walking on. We all know the look. <laughs> You're like walking and typing at the same time on the stairs. And, yeah, and as, as I would go down, and someone would come up, I would just pretend to trip and send my computer flying <laughs> down the stairs. I remember that. That's so good. I remember you told Which, me that. Like keys like, fly everywhere. Just, yeah, just the screen also, shatters. You're like, oh no, I didn't press save. That was my, my novel. My novel. That was for the New Yorker. (laughs) Also, just like the. I'm losing it, it, dude. Just like the dumbest. Yeah. Like, if you actually think about it, I'm not pranking this other person. I'm just (laughs) like, it's my computer. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. But every time, usually the the girls more than the boys. Did you you like bump into them and then trip? Like, were you implicating (sighs) them in the prank? I don't remember ever bumping. Because that's even better. If you, (laughs) what did you do? (laughs) This is your fault. You owe me. That's just straight out of Jackass. This should have been a Jackass prank. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I bumped into them, but that's so good. They're the look on their face. You just wanted to have an audience. Yeah, 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 just like a cry for help. Yeah, cry for friends. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. One guy steps on it. I got to tell one college thing. 
Oh man, we're just I'm I'm blowing so many stories that we're I could burning. tell. No, I gotta tell you just one. This is my Andrew used to do this. We lived in this dorm, um, and co-ed dorm. Uh, we lived there for one year and it was this, it was, it was just built. It's this really nice storm and like we totally couldn't afford it. I ended up moving out the next year and <laughs> I lived, I lived there for They, a, they asked you to leave. Yeah, I was kicked out basically. He's too poor. And we're on this, Andrew was an RA. So he's like supposed to be a responsible adult at this point, but we're freshmen. You're, you know, you're 19. We're going down and had this elevator, brand new dorm, one year old, everything works great. And Andrew knew that if you pried the doors open while the elevator was in motion, <laughs> this is so, yeah, this is brutal. This is commitment that it would like completely stop the elevator like abruptly. And then it would, it would just buzz for like 15 straight seconds. And then it would proceed and everything would be fine. But it was just this little thing where if you just pop these doors open a little bit, he would, it, it would shut down the, up. so we would be getting the elevator and he would wait till it was a packed elevator and we'd get in and this thing would start going up or down and he would like be on his phone or we'd be talking and be like, yeah, dude, I think she's going to break up with me and I just can't handle it. And then he would, <laughs> he would, he would run to the doors with a full elevator and be like, I just got to get out of here right now. And he would pop the doors <laughs> open and the whole thing would stop. And you'd have like 10 people be like, dude, what did you just do? And it's, bu- <laughs> it's buzzing. There's an alarm going off and I'm losing it in the back, you know, cause we know it's going to be fine. And then you'd, you'd have to wait the 15 seconds and we start moving and then we start laughing and everyone's just pissed at us in the elevator, <laughs> you know, but he did this so many times and it, ne- to me, it never got old, uh, but that's so yeah, funny. So good. Anyway, the things, the things you do when you're young. Yeah. Uh, man, or not that I, young, I, like ordering your friend a Scotty Pippen t-shirt. Gosh. Prank stories. Oh. They're the best. Um, parting thoughts. This was this was a, a great story. Small, but it, it was the vehicle for a larger conversation and thought. I loved it. Perfect story. If yeah, friends, bar to death listeners, prank your friends, prank your family. Yeah. Keep, keep if, the love going. If if don't prank a loved one who's super old, who has a heart condition. <laughs> oh Think about gosh. the moment. Think about the context. If anybody has a computer that's no longer functioning, I highly recommend Ryan's. Just Ryan's. go to, go to a college, go yeah. to a dorm. <laughs> oh man! No, don't, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> and to Josh, awesome. I hope you listen to this. You will always be my Scotty Pippen. I love you, man. <laughs> that makes that makes me like Steve Kerr, like the Fifth <laughs> Wheel. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All uh, right. It's good, good to be back. Oh, good to be the, back. Yeah. All right, Bar Diet, send us your prank stories. We love you. Stay safe. Take care. We will talk soon. 9 p.m. with street lights. It's never too late to readjust your seat. Sit back and think right. You never can trust oncoming headlights.